It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Happy hour as part of the family of shows on the podcast network. It's neworleans.com. When you walk into a bar in New Orleans and you pull up a bar stool, you never know who's going to be sitting on either side of you. What you do know is no matter what they look like, what they're wearing, whether they just got out of a limousine or just got out of jail, they're going to be happy to talk to you because that's New Orleans and this is happy hour, a cocktail-fueled 60 minutes of random conversation with folks who have nothing in common. Other than we're all New Orleans in a bar today, we're at the fabulous... Ferret Beer Room on, guess where it is, on Ferret Street, which is a couple of blocks, uh, well, it's right next door to Dat Dog, actually, if you know anything about hot dogs. Mm-hmm. And this is the ninth anniversary of our show, Andrew Duhon. <laughs> Can it, you even believe that? It's that's true. crazy. I know. The first show that we ever did was so bad that we didn't actually broadcast it or podcast it. Yep. Second show we did was almost as bad as that one. You never serve the first pancake, you know? Really? It's just not. Yeah. Just don't do it? It's not going to be the good one. And the I feel s- like if you go back now and play yeah. it, then people can see just how wonderful you are. Mm. Well, uh, the thing is that the original one was really bad, and I'm not sure that we've improved all that much <laughs> over 10 years. Although we probably have... Mark Telyanisic is here. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. One of my favorite... Favorite bios that I've got ever in the in the nine years we've been doing the show is yours and our other guest Jezebel Lobelia is my equal favorite and that's over nine years. Listen to this, Andrew. Yes. Mark Telianovich is the clinical director of counseling solutions at Catholic Charities Archdiocese of New Orleans mm-hmm. and the co-founder and CEO and head distiller of Happy Raptor Distilling. Happy what? Raptor. Happy Raptor. Yeah. Happy so, or Raptor. So oh. Well, that's a good point. I thought it was going to be Happy Rapture. No, no. That, that is a mistake people make. No. <laughs> this one's like the dinosaur. Cool. So you're a, a, a Catholic counselor and a booze maker. I'm a mental health counselor and a booze maker. And those two things are actually not that different. Mm. Wow. That's what I was been wondering about since I read this paragraph. I feel like you're double dipping there, though. <laughs> you know, Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You know. Cutting I mean, you have more, more power to you. You've got you to make it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What what came first, the Catholic Charities psychological the, counseling? The mental health counseling came first. Mental health counseling. I started mental health counseling about. I started in mental health about fifteen years ago. Are you a mental? Are you a psychologist? I'm not. I'm a. I have my master's in marriage and family counseling and my PhD in counselor education. You have your what master's in marriage and family counseling mm-hmm. and a PhD in what? Counselor education. Counselor education. So you're a doctor, Telianisich. Technically. Yes. yes Does technically. anyone call you doctor? No. Should we? No, it's all right. Do Mark's pa- good. Do patients call you doctor or whatever they call it? Are they called patients? Um, clients, clients. Patients. Just depends on where you are. Right. Um, no, most people call me Mark. Do they? Yeah. Okay, Mark. Have you ever seen a woman with a Christmas tree on her head before? I have not. This is Jezebel Lobelia who's actually wearing a Christmas tree on her head. <clears throat> For real. And you made that Christmas tree, Jezebel, correct? I uh, decorated it. Did, where did it, <laughs> was it originally a Christmas tree? Yes. Uh, from like Walmart or somewhere? Yes. And you put the decorations on it and made it, turned it into a headdress. I did. And that's what you do for a living. And here's, here's the sentence, Andrew, here's the sentence from Jezebel Abili. As the owner of Jezebel's fascination and an electrical engineer. No, designer. Ah, is that right? Electrical designer. That's what, right. What is an electrical designer? Uh, I don't get to put my stamp on the drawings when they're complete. Um, laying out lighting, doing 
lighting or um, lighting calculations, laying out receptacles and powering all the HVAC equipment and whatever else the owner and or architect puts in there. Well, how do you get that information? That comes from an architect or? Um, the architect or the owner sends spec sheets on the equipment or whatever they want. And what, where does this happen? In, in an architect's office or are you uh, in an electrical? Engineering office. So you're in an engineering office. Mm -hmm. So this is an, also an unholy alliance, isn't it? As you're an electrical designer and you make, actually what you really do is make these incredible head, what are they called? Headpieces, fascinators, like Jezebel's fascination. Right. Fascinator. So it's a fascinator. Really. Yeah. But this is actually more than a fascinator. A fascinator is a little tiny thing that goes on the side of your head with a feather coming out of it or something. Uh, or is that just anything you put on your head with a clip, I think. Is it? I was doing it before it was like a huge, like, I'm going to wear a small netting with a flower or a feather. No. No, it could be anything on your head with a clip. Anything that's... What, what, what makes something... What differentiates a hat from a fascinator? Then? Uh, I would say a fascinator clips and a hat rests. A hat rests on your head and a fascinator clips on your head. Okay, mm -hmm. all right. I mean, I would say that that tree is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It is. It really is quite amazing. It's lit up, it's, so it's battery-powered as well. I assume that's not powered by your brain or anything. Not enough power in my brain. So how did you get to, to be an electrical designer? Did you go to school for that? Uh, someone was teaching me uh, AutoCAD so that I could get into it. Yeah. Who was teaching you that? Uh, he was the retired teacher from the local, I don't know, was it a community college or whatever? Right. Or what do you call those? Like uh, the community not college is an actual thing. Not university technical college. I don't oh, know. I right. Don't know. Technical college. So he's, he was this is a random guy who's retired from a technical college and he just decides to teach you electrical design. Uh, AutoCAD. The, AutoCAD. The program, yes. Which is like 3D design? Uh, Revit is 3D design. AutoCAD is more 2D. You can do 3D, I think, in AutoCAD. But well, I don't really know what AutoCAD is. What is it? It's the program where you draw the things. Oh, it's, it's a drawing program? Yes. Okay, and you wanted to learn that for what reason? So I could get into drafting. Okay. Yeah. And what were you doing then at the time when you were learning it? Uh, I was working at a law firm. As what? Uh, paralegal. Okay, so where was all this? All in Lafayette. This is all. So you still don't live in Lafayette, right? I'm yes, just sir. checking my phone. Yes. Okay, listen to this. So this is our this is our music guest, Jada Tanner. Said emailed. She emailed and said she went to Frenchman Dat Dog by accident. Whoops. <laughs> Do we put the show There's on only this? a 33.3 percent chance that you get the right Dat Dog if you only head how to many, Dat Dog. How many Dat Dogs are there? Three. There's three. Yeah. One on. Frenchman Street, one, one on Magazine. Magazine Street, and one here on Ferret Street. There's yep. also the one in Baton Rouge, right? There's one in Baton Rouge. Oh, okay. 25%. 25%. <laughs> I think yeah. when you tell someone that you're at the Ferret Beer Room next to Dat Dog, which is what we tell everybody, that you probably would think that. It could be, be a dog ate my homework thing. It could you know? be. We'll see if she shows up because you could get from that one to this one in probably 20 minutes. 20. Well, it's, it's, it's 4 o'clock. It is. It's. Mm -hmm. It's Christmas, almost. <laughs> this is our last show of 2019. Mm -hmm. That's why we decided to make it memorable <laughs> and invite you on here, Jezebel, all the way from Lafayette. So you must be the wackiest person in Lafayette by a long way, right? Um, one of the few. What, why do you live there? Uh, I went to UL and kind of just stuck. Right. Are you, of, are you of Cajun heritage? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. We don't know your real name, of course, but are That's you... That's okay. Are you Cajun, for real? I don't think so. You don't think so? Mm-mm. Who could we ask? 
Um, well, my mom and her family are from New Orleans, and my dad's family's from like South Dakota. Hmm. So, so probably not. Yeah, not, probably not. not. Well, there, I don't think. Or not right. in New Orleans. Where does Where's Talianic come from? Croatia. Are you Croatian? I am part Croatian. Yeah. My uh, My great grandparents immigrated from Croatia down to Buras. Wow. Yeah. Talk about a culture. Your family. That's <laughs> yeah. Actually, it's not that different. Is that right? No. If you live on the coast of Croatia, all you basically all the jobs are seafood fishing. I was going to ask Mark: so, Is your family involved Thomas. in the oyster industry? I'm over here. Yes, they are. Yeah. yeah, my family immigrated down here and were oyster fishermen, mm. like most of the Croatians. It was What's, very stereotypical for me to make that assumption, but, but it's I true. was right. Yeah, You're but right. No, it's, no, it's true. I mean, my current family is not, but my my great grandparents were. Do you do you have some intel on the uh, oyster fishery currently? I don't, unfortunately. Mm. The current branch of the family. What do you want to know about oysters? Well, I, I hear that that things are not so good due to. Um, the, the spillway being open right. for a long I think time? This year they've opened the spillway a lot, which mm-hmm. intermingles the salt and fresh water and All messes right. up the oyster beds. Mm-hmm. I know that much. Right. That's about it. Yeah. So, Mark, I'll have an, I'll follow up with another question about oyster oystermen. Oysterman. Why is it that so many Croatians are oystermen? Because they were in Croatia. Huh. Because the people that live in the towns, like the Zatanovic's that, that started Drago's, they all came from the same area. Do you know Croatia. those people? The families know each other. There's, a, there's, still a, there's still a community of Croatians? Oh, yeah, there is. Actually, if you get down to, like, the Plaquemines area, there's a, what is it called? The, it's like the Croatian-American Society. Right. A whole There's whole a whole lot of Croatians yeah. going on. Did they specifically come here with the goal in mind of becoming oystermen? Mm-hmm. Or was I think it? a lot of them immigrated here because they knew they could get jobs that they had back home. What what year are we talking about, yeah? 1910s? The 1910s before any world wars. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty wild. Are there are there like oyster recipes that are Croatian? Well, the charcoal oysters. Is it? Yeah. The charcoal. Why don't we know this? Yeah, I don't know. Huh. That was a good I question. I knew that. You knew I knew that. Thomas, I, knew well, I knew because the Drago guy is Croatian. Like right. all the oystermen are PJs. Yep. That guy's all, Croatian. Well, that's a Croatian name. Casamentos? Casamento, that sounds Italian. Are they? Yeah, I don't, I don't think... Yeah. Domelisi's? I don't know. I'm not going to get in on... I don't want to, like, impugn anybody's Croatianism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good question. Why don't we know where the history of these... That's where charbroiled oysters comes from Croatia. It comes from Drago. Right. Oh, Drago <laughs> himself. There is, there is a little bit of, of um, consternation amongst some of the Croatian families about whether... Drago started it, but I'm not going to get into that because, uh-huh. you know, I don't want to make them mad. The weirdest thing of all to me, though, is the first person who busted open an oyster and ate that. Right. Straight so that, out. That sea booger. Without, without putting it on a grill. Uh-huh. I mean, think? look, people are eat, well, I guess nobody really eats rock lamb, so I don't know. I don't uh, know. Why would you I do that? Why would you pull that out of, bust it off a rock, which is not easy, first of all, and then bust it open, which is not easy, and then think, wow. It's like raw meat. Eat that. Yeah. It's like raw meat, yeah. Yeah, you have to be starving. I don't know. I can't, I can't answer that one because I, I like char grilled. I can't do it raw. You don't eat raw oysters. Mm. Really? No, None. It's, Never. It's an embarrassment to my family. Really? Yeah. You like the black oyster of the family? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Except because of that, and I can shuck oysters really well because I started when I was like five. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So the family loves that because. 
I can chuck them, but I don't eat, eat any eat of them. them. So they can so all eat them without like work. That's like C-Rock was just saying to talking today about getting high on your own supply. Uh-huh. That's the same thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Basically, you yes. can shuck them and you right. don't eat them. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if by if by some means I was I, be, I befriended your family and, and they had me over for raw oysters, would I see the same accoutrement that I'm familiar with, or is there a specifically Croatian way to enjoy a raw oyster or oysters in general? I mean, yes, char grill, but what else? What what else is Croatian? What happens? Mm. I don't know that it's any different than anywhere else. When okay. we had oysters, it was. Some of them were getting fried. Some of them were getting grilled. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them, it was cocktail sauce and lemon. Okay. Cocktail sauce and lemon. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to Croatia? I have not yet. No, no, that's not true. I have once Jeez, about you think 15 years ago. Really? You uh, forgot that? <laughs> I forgot. Okay. Uh, Do you have a problem? I spent a couple with... days. Really? You really did forget that you'd been to Croatia. <laughs> you I might travel a lot. That is. Do you travel a lot? Good question. I, I do travel a lot. You do? Where do you go? Yeah. Um, all over. We were in Barbados and Trinidad a couple months ago. Um, so you have a PhD in marriage counseling. Yeah. And you knew you got married. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's interesting. I didn't just get married. I got married and then decided to open a business with my wife. Yeah. Hmm. Well, would you counsel yourself to do that? If, if you were a client? If it was. If, it was if I came to you my and wife. Said, if I came to you and said, listen, I'm thinking about quitting my job as a counselor and opening a distillery with my wife who I've just got married to recently well there's a couple of things objectively there. is that a, sound like a good idea can you make good booze hmm. how because do you know that's that? more important hmm, okay is it yeah I mean that's more, more important, important than a happy marriage well no, no no not than a happy marriage well that's what I'm talking about well I think I feel like you have to have a happy marriage to open a business with your wife right what's the strain like of working with your wife I mean not you personally but in general, as a psychologist? It requires a whole lot of communication. Because, as, I mean, everybody knows it's stressful to open businesses. Are you still wrong all the time? Even though? I'm not all wrong all the time. You're not wrong. Just most of the time. Okay. So, how did this happen? So, you, you're a counselor. You're still a counselor. You're still a direct, director I'm of clinical counseling. And I'm a professor at uh, one of the Are you? Holy Cross University. Oh, really? Where's that in Holy Cross, I assume? It's, um, it's on the West Bank. Is it really? I didn't even know there was a Holy Cross University, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth. Did you know that? Yeah, anyway? Catholic University on the West Bank, mm-hmm. yeah. Come on. So you're like super Catholic. I'm not. <laughs> I'm really not. I don't know how it happened. You don't? I ended up, no. I mean, I, I went to Holy Cross for my master's in 2006. I got to remember. Yeah, I started there in 2006. And, and then I stayed there. And once I got my master's, I started teaching afterwards. So I've been working there for about 10 years. And then um, about three years ago, I got the job at Catholic Charities. So I work at a bunch of Catholic organizations. And that's all coincidental. Or they all know each other. Or they're all the same employer. No, it's just kind of coincidental. It's coincidental. Yeah. Wow. The position opened up at Catholic Charities, and I was looking for a move Okay. Up. Catholic right. money's clean money, you know. Good <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jezebel, what kind of you're also inter- interested in religions, aren't you? Uh, yeah. When I was in school, I liked to study them a lot. How long ago was that? Oh, a long time ago. Do you remember anything about them? Uh, it was more like a philosophy and/or world religion type classes. What's your favorite religion there? Catholicism. None. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. 
you did say that. Do you <laughs> are you interested in religion still? Yes, actually, yeah, yeah. But so I which mean, which religions are you interested in? All of them, really. Like, yeah. Like Buddhism, say like, that, yeah, is that just, a religion? Just even? to learn. Um, yeah, I just recently got like a Oriental religion book that was probably used in a humanities class 20 years ago. <laughs> Where'd you pick that, that seems, up? At a bookstore or somewhere? Uh, like a library book sale thing. Oh, yeah. In Lafayette? Yes. Okay. So do you walk around Lafayette dressed like this? Yes. You do? Yes. So for people who are not seeing this, if you want to see what this looks like, we, you can see photos on our website at itsneworleans.com and you can also see their Facebook live feed if you're not watching that right now. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you can go to our Facebook page which is it's new orleans happy hour and see what jezebel looks like because it's quite extraordinary even for new orleans and we have a lot of weird people walking around here even here people would stop and look at you i think turn around wouldn't you think Mm -hmm. yeah so what lafayette is way more conservative than new orleans yes so what why do you live there you just love it so much Uh, because you happen to go to ul um I guess, like, my grandmother means a lot to me, and so, like, I try to stay close so I can see her often. Right. Where does she live? In Lafayette itself? Erath. Erath. Wow. That's a place. Have you ever been to Erath? I go to Erath every Christmas. Isn't that the place you go? Uh Yeah. (laughs) But it's not a word you hear all that often. Yeah. Except from Andrew. (laughs) Yeah, I talk about it every show. Yeah. Erath. And how often do you see Grandma? I usually try to go every Sunday. So you could drive from here to... Erath every Sunday. I guess it's a little bit further. I don't further. have time for that. You know what's mesmerizing about you, despite your yellow sweater that's got... What does it say, the other... Sippin' Santa. Sippin' Santa. Yeah. And then this Christmas tree lit up on your head. But what actually... And then this big giant heart locket. What's actually mesmerizing is this thing on your nose, which is like Glasses? a piece of... No, under the glasses is like a piece oh, of glitter. glitter. Oh, yes. It's I totally want to give a shout-out to Electra Cosmetics. They're a New Orleans-based brand, and oh, my gosh. Their glitter is the best I've ever – their body glitter is the best. They call it Bolt Bomb. The best I've ever used. Electra Cosmetics account. Bolt Bomb. Yeah. I'll we'll have to write that down, actually. You have to send that to me later. <laughs> <laughs> how, uh, how do you buy this? Like, buy the ton or – a little Pound jar, but a little bit goes a long it way. Does. Yeah. So how do you stick it on? It comes with a little spatula. Well, of glue. Um, I. What is it? Don't want to give their secret of what. Yeah, it's got like well, a gel. Well, how's it sticking to your nose right it's now? It's a, a jar of glitter with like a gel. And you just use the spatula to you swipe it on. You say gel, I say glue. That's glue, right? Well, it's adhesive. Yeah, I don't want to give away their secret Skin of what, what they use. It? I don't know if it's a secret for them. Blood! <laughs> but it's not, but it's not like spit or no. sweat. No, it's, it's something some that comes in the jar mixed with the glitter. Right. Can you can you tell us about your shoes? <gasps> oh yeah. Oh sure. I mean, they're a regular choice. They don't really need a shout out from me. Like I'm nobody compared, you know, to them. But I love them. What is the deal with these shoes? They're they're very, very, very tall. They're like eight inches tall, and they're see-through. Uh, they're, yeah, they're they have water gloves in the heels. What's yeah. in the heels? Water? Water globes, yeah. One has a Santa and one has a snowman. So they're like snow globes? Yes. In the heels? Yes. Wow. <laughs> See, that's a hell of an outfit. And you actually wear this stuff in Lafayette, which is I do. extraordinary. And what do people say to you? Do they look? Do they no, say not anything? in Lafayette. And hardly anyone gives me a second glance. They don't? mm do they just assume you're like a weirdo or something and they avoid you? Perhaps. 
I hmm. never thought of it that way. Maybe. Okay. Hey, listen, have you ever heard, ever heard Andrew Duhon play a song? Before? Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I listen to you all, all the time. Okay. Well, that's how we got you, exactly. Okay, so Andrew's <laughs> going to play something for you right now. Have you got any requests, like a Christmas carol or anything? <laughs> Otherwise. <laughs> Do you know Sing all the Christmas carols? Last show. I don't know any Christmas. Sing it's our last show of the year. Yeah. You never know. Andrew might do a Christmas song. No. Okay, Andrew, you have a guitar here somewhere? Yeah, let me go grab it. Okay. Talk amongst right. yourselves. Okay. So, so you were sitting there at, at work every single day designing electrical equipment. Uh, but in your mind, are you really thinking about fascinators? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I tried to put a photo of your fascinator stuff from your Etsy page on our website this one, or actually on Facebook today, and they wouldn't let me do it. Oh, darn. Is there some sort of a reason you don't want people using photos of you? I don't think I put a block on any of that. No, you didn't? <laughs> it might just be my own incompetence then. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe there was some sort of uh, copyright. Uh, no. So where do you sell these? These fascinators are for sale on Etsy. And I have on, a .com. And where? .com. I have a .com. You do? Mm-hmm. What's it called? Jezebel's Fascination? Yes. .com. And so people buy them, I assume, from all over the country or... All over the world. All over the world. Mm-hmm. Do you Do you ever set up outside of the fairgrounds when they're about to have a horse race? Um, you mean in Lafayette or in New Orleans? Because I don't think they have I guess either, any either races fair... in Lafayette. Oh, yeah? Well, there's a, the fairgrounds in New Orleans, I feel like... You know, there's uh, the Louisiana Derby, right? Yeah, the Thanksgiving thing. Thanksgiving yeah, thing. My partner, right. yeah, yeah, my partner suggested I look into that. You yeah. totally should. Yeah. You have a partner in this? Um, yes. Like in the business or a life uh, partner? No, yeah. Like oh, a life partner. Yeah. That, like, I consult and, okay. you know, all those things. So the life partner came up with the idea of going it down to the... Right. He has done like horse training for like horses that race before like a mm. Kentucky Derby and stuff. And so he was like, you should try to set up in New Orleans mm-hmm. next year. Okay. Yeah. So you have a life partner as a horse trainer? Was. Was. What does he do now? Uh, mostly a lot of what I ask him to do uh, <laughs> for income. Okay. <laughs> for income, he uh, is a teacher and I think like does rental property. Stuff. You think? Okay, so you don't need to know everything about what he's doing, I suppose. Well, I already request so much of him that I just kind of... Right, okay. And we're going to talk about relationships in a minute, Mark, because it's not very often we get a PhD doctor of marriage here. Yeah, who knows about <laughs> yeah. both booze and aphrodisiacs, so yeah. it's kind of like a one-stop <laughs> shop. I'm sure there's a lot of people with questions about their relationship around here or listening to us right now on Facebook Live that we could sure there are. get some questions. Okay, and to be an expert in everything. Well, after a couple of drinks, how many drinks is this you've had so far? One and a half. One and a half. Okay, so one, one, another one drink, and you'll be an expert on everything, like the rest of us. Okay, Andrew, what are you playing today? Play a new song, as always. Okay. Goes like this. some work to do on shore before we split we gotta gather up the right things everything we're gonna need 
Building this thing for pleasure, baby Building it for speed Yeah, we only got the one life I've seen far too many capsides I'm tired of the joy ride Forever on a skinny deal Oh, what you say, honey Let's build us a bigger ship We never been, only got the one life. I've seen far too many capsides. Forever on a joyride, forever on a skinny deal. Mm, you and me, honey, we're building us a bigger ship. Okay, Jezebel, what did you think of that live? It's always beautiful. Isn't oh, it? shucks, thanks. I know, I agree. Mark, what did you think? That was amazing. Thanks, dude. It's a, yeah. You know what that is? That is a hit pop song. I think, it, I think it, it could work for marriage counseling, you know? It's like, let's take our time. Build ourselves a bigger ship, you know? Makes sense to me. You could use it as a theme song for your practice. Or you're going to quit. Are you quitting counseling? I'm not quitting counseling. Okay. Eventually, my goal is to be able to be full-time in the distillery but so that's I, that so means you quitting teach and counsel well that's so i teach and counsel 
I don't counsel as much as I supervise counselors. I run about six different counseling offices around Southeast Louisiana. Wow. So you're um, counseling counselors. So I do, yeah, I do the supervision and run about, sorry, I do the supervision and run about six or seven different counselors around Southeast Louisiana. Okay. I got two things to say. One is, that is a giant pop song. Thanks. Don't you think? With a big chorus. Yeah, cool. Don't you think that, mm-hmm. that whole thing there? I, I, Whatever that, I like those that. chords, like yeah. those chords. Can you hear? Is that what you're hearing? Yeah. Pop means popular, um, like a like an anthem type song. Oh, okay, maybe. What um, do you think, Jezebel? What do you think? Can you hear what I'm talking about? Uh, I think of yeah, like pop is popular, like yeah. Sounds like a folky Tom Petty song to me. Yeah. Okay, that's a sort of angle I'm talking go. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next thing I'm going to say is we're going to come back in just a minute and talk about the secrets of staying married. Ooh. Ooh. Can you hook, hook us up big, with that secret? I, I don't know. That's, that's a big ask. We'll be right back with I the secret about staying married <laughs> right after this. And we're back on Happy Hour with Andrew Duhon, Jezebel Labilia, and Mark Talianisic, who's going to tell us about the secret to staying married because he is a PhD, a doctor of marriage counseling. Where did you get this PhD from, first of all? Was the it University on of the Holy Cross. Not on the internet? No, not on the internet. So it's a real... Degree. It is. And have you actually saved marriages? Oh, I don't want to take credit for that. People save their own marriages. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good answer. Okay, uh, that's the. How, so, could how quickly? Done it without you. How quickly into a session can you tell that it's doomed? <laughs> it's doomed when they don't come back. Uh huh. Yeah. Right. Because it's it's rarely doomed when people keep trying. Right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting and depressing. I mean, people, <laughs> the, the, the only way marriages end is when somebody stops trying. Is oh. that a fact? If two people are both trying, it's always going to work. Well, work or, or two people be miserable within the construct of marriage, you know? I mean, okay. are, are both of them trying then? Mm-hmm. Well, right. Okay. Maybe. Maybe not. But we Being were... there isn't enough to be trying. Uh-huh. Are yeah. you saying that no marriage is ever going to fail as long as both people are committed to making it work. Oh, this, these nevers and always things, they're rough. Um, <laughs> I'm saying that it, okay. is, it is way, way less likely for marriages to end or relationships to end if both people are trying. But one person trying isn't enough. Never. For sure. Yeah. Right. But isn't every relationship that's ever come to an end Ended, even though you're desperately trying to make it work. Hmm. Jezebel, you've been in a few, haven't you? Can't remember. No. 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 You've never been in a relationship that broke up. I don't know. Don't want to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why is that? Is that a touchy subject for you? No. In case. I just- Probably I'm not good at answering any of those kinds of questions. What, what are you good at answering? I'll, I'll ask one of those. Uh, I don't want to take credit for being good at anything, really. Really? Well, how long have you been in this relationship with this guy who's an ex-horse trainer? Uh, like actually dating? Or like well, relationship know. like having known? No, date. okay, dating. Dating, like a month. <laughs> okay, so how's it working out? Good as far as I know. I can see you call this guy a partner after one month. You're the kind of girlfriend we're looking for. You're like committed after one month. Like this is my partner. Well, yeah. Not just some guy I'm well, dating. Well, just because, well, yeah, okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's extraordinary, isn't it, Doctor? <laughs> I think that, you know, sometimes you know you want to be with the person. Is that right? You just knew instantly as soon as you met this guy? Well, no, we only just started dating him. I mean, we've known each other long before we started dating. So you've known each other a long time, and then you just started having sex, is what you're saying? No. Well, what's dating mean then? Um, like, you know, like, I accept him to be my partner, like... Okay. Like, he wants to date, and I say, okay, I accept you as my partner. Okay. So what does dating actually mean, then? As a difference to being friends. See, I don't know I, the answers to these questions. Yeah, that's why. It's, I, uh, it's it's when the the guy covers the the dinner. That's when you're dating. <laughs> when you stop splitting it. That's it. Yeah. Okay, that's a good definition. Yeah, you go on that's date. a working definition. That's when you go on the date. If you can afford to go out to dinner, that's the. You're no, dating. I don't know about all that. I mean, <laughs> Andrew, what happens when you get back to splitting it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, you're you're you no longer dating. <laughs> yeah, you're not dating anymore. You're just together. Yeah. I guess once you have one bank account, it really doesn't matter who's paying, though. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, what is the definition of dating, Doctor? What would you there say? There is no definition of dating. You talk to, I have a little brother that's 20, 21. His definition of dating is way different than mine. Yeah. Huh. So I think the definition of dating is when both people agree that you're dating. Okay. And, you know, I think, I think we got a little screwed up. Uh, I, for me personally, it was by Saved by the Bell. Um, <laughs> when they were, they were dating... And then, and then, like there was, the, there was these episodes that talked about going steady, mm-hmm. which was like this big step. But wait a minute, that's not a thing that no. we do now. I think now that was you're a holdover that we we saw there, and there was like, but nobody does that. Yeah, but but in fact, like, you can't date someone, uh, and and then date someone else but and expect them to be okay with that. Yeah, like going steady, like that is the steady of the. Of the group of ones that you're seeing. Like your study is like you're regularly seeing that one more. Right? Oh, wow. Like a main squeeze. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, because like okay. back I in the know. 50s, like you went on dates with multiple people and didn't really well, that's, commit until you were like... That's what I'm gathering yeah. from, from Zach Morris. But I just, I don't think that in this day and age, yeah, no. you could go on three dates or more and expect that person to be okay with you still dating Others. other people. Right. I, I do have to say, I don't know that... That taking life lessons from Zach Morris is a great idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of everybody on that show, he might have been the worst. There's better role models <laughs> than Preppy, yeah. But as soon as you put the air quotes around dating, mm-hmm. which is what you did, that's yeah. where the problem comes in. Uh-huh. I don't necessarily think that's true, though, okay. because there's also levels of dating where people don't consider themselves exclusive. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think yeah. that, that it yeah, can be an explicit like conversation. That. Right. Well, that's true also. Yeah. There, there, I think that's an explicit, that's a, an explicit conversation separate from whether you're dating or not. You yeah. can be dating and you can be dating exclusively. Can, right. you, can you date right. your wife or husband? You should be. So you're, you're dating them actively? Yeah, I mean, if you're not, if you're not then, then you're going to come see me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but how, do you, how can you tell someone? It's like, yeah, we're dating. Me and my husband. Me and my wife. We're dating. You probably wouldn't use that language. Yeah. This is true. But the acts should be the yeah, same. Still doing I mean, dating. should you really stop so doing you, the thing that, that got you together in the first place? Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you, you do the thing, you, you tell your girlfriend, I tell my girlfriend, you know, let's let's go on a date. Let's mm-hmm. let me take you out. Right. You know, one of these nights, whatever, you know, and like go get the dinner and Am then, I the only person who thinks dating means sex? Yes. Yes. You have a oh, girlfriend, it's just me. So Yeah, but when people say here. now I'm dating this sex person. is just a part of it. Grant, what if you're Catholic? Yeah, you okay. 
Well, I always thought when people mean that, (laughs) when you were saying, like, for example, Jezebel, that you went from friendship to dating, I thought that meant that was the day you started having sex with the guy and that was a whole different thing then. Mm. That isn't it at all. No. So dating just means that it's it's an emotional commitment. I think that yeah, yes. I think that there's an expectation that if you that when you start dating, the relationship is leading somewhere towards a, a bigger commitment. Okay. Not that it's there, or that it's definitely going to get there, but that that's the direction you're. But at. there's a point to it. We're not just right. You're not just around. Sometimes right. the bigger commitment is a distillery. Sometimes it is. Aha. Uh-huh. So you guys are opening a distillery together, or you? We are in 2020. We are in which is any day now. Any day now, and it's called Happy Raptor. Happy Raptor, and it makes rum. Yep, we are starting off with rum. We're starting off with infused rums. What's 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 Happy Raptor? What's that come from? So when we started, we've been planning this for like four years now, and we have a three-year-old. And when we were coming up with business names. We had a six-month-old at the time, and whenever he got happy, he used to shriek, and he sounded just like the Raptors from Jurassic Park. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like we have we have some audio of it, and do you have it here? Think something was hunting you. Do you have it on your phone? Uh, I think Megan has it. Megan, you yeah. have it. This is going to be worth it. Yeah. So we were sitting around with our business partner, trying just coming up with names because I nobody tells you how difficult it is. Oh yeah. To come up with a name for a business, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, especially something like this where you have to make it some sort of relate to a product. Yeah, yeah, the it, alcohol, it needs, yeah, right, it, and it needs to have some Budweiser. Kind of who would have come up with a stupid mm-hmm. name like that? And so uh, <laughs> that's never going to work. And so we were talking about it, and then somebody said Happy Raptor, and and we were done. Do you have a logo? We do have a logo. Um, actually, Megan has that as well. Is with it, her right now. Is it it's, like a dinosaur? It's like a little, it's actually like a profile of a raptor head and he looks like he's smirking. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I'm very upset that you didn't bring any booze with you here because frankly, I was looking for... We can't legally make any right now. You can't legally so make it? We can't legally make it. So you have to have... Just we have to have hoosh. a federal. We have to have a federal, <laughs> state, and city permit to manufacture So how do you alcohol? know you're any good at making this stuff? Um, Bathtub, bro. <laughs> Because you know, I've, so I started Lafayette. making I started making beer and wine about ten years ago, and I've Illegally. been no no beer and wine is legal. You just said you can't make beer. You can't make hard liquor. The good so stuff. You, can't uh, make you said spirits. you were upset that you didn't bring the beer. No, well, it's rum. rum. Oh, you're upset you didn't bring yeah, the rum. I'm making yeah, making rum. What kind of rum? Like golden? Or? So I'm actually we're going to be making infused rums. So we make a white rum, and then we infuse. Our first products are bananas, Foster, and hibiscus. Holy moly. So but we now oh is foster rum. Right. So we take a white rum. Okay, wait up. I want to just, okay, I'm going to tell us in a second, but what is that reaction? Jezebel, what do you think? Oh, I awesome. love tiki drinks. Yes, I love tiki drinks. So, like, I feel, and I mean, usually they go with classier stuff, but like, they do things where they want to try different things and different mm-hmm. flavors. And I mean, that's like all the fruits, or not all the fruits, but it is fruits. It's and bananas. It would it's not be all the terrific. Right. Well, bananas foster and. And hibiscus. Hibiscus. Yeah, that's totally okay. tropical. Okay. Okay, cool. So you're excited. So wouldn't you like to have tasted that today? Okay. Yes. Here's the happy raptor sound uh, coming up. Let's up have here. a listen to it. Let's see. Okay. I'm not this kid's That's parent terrifying. or a psychologist, but that doesn't sound happy. Is no, that? He's kicking his feet. He's he happy. He's happy. Yeah, I'm not he looking at the picture. Yeah, no, he okay. was happy. He was happy. Okay. It's, 
Are you going to have that on your um, voice on your phone thing when people call up? That Thanks for calling. Happy any, any voicemails? People will start hearing <laughs> that and just hang up. That sounds okay. We're being watched. <laughs> so you are legally allowed to make beer and wine at home, right? But not have a distillery, have a still, right? I guess there's some sort of health regulation. I mean, safety because you can taxes. blow yourself up. It's taxes. It's taxes. Yeah, because you're so okay. so distilled spirits are taxed based on manufacturing, not selling. So there's we're not paying sales tax. Hmm. I mean, we are paying sales tax, but you're also paying an excise tax for every gallon you make. Did you know this stuff before you decided to become I a did distiller? Not. No, sounds- no, I learned a lot. So every time you make a gallon of this rum, you're paying the state or the federal government or both. We but pay state and federal excise taxes. To make it? Yep. Wow. To make it. Even if you never sell a drop of it? Yep. They that want doesn't money. sound right, does it? Mm, no, actually, and right now, the cool. federal excise tax isn't so bad, but the, but in at the end of the year, it's going to uh, quadruple. Whoa. <gasps> what? Unless they, they, they passed a, re- a tax reduction. Is this federal year. or state? Federal. Federal? Why would they want to charge people four times? That? Because that's what it was until this year. And they did a one-year reduction, mm. and it's about to expire. Wow. Have you mm. talked to that loopy dude who's the senator, Kennedy? Which loopy senator? That Senator Kennedy from here, he, he sounds like he would be excited to help you out. To He's me. Kennedy. <laughs> They're famous for stilts. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually know whether the, the two Louisiana senators are, have signed on to the extension bill. I know that there are like 74 of the 100 senators have already signed on to it. Well, that would and be a ma- so major majority, 74 out of 100. Right. Even I know that. That's still, roughly it 74%. It still needs <laughs> to push through, which isn't necessarily. Really? Yeah. And is that going to be prohibitively Difficult for your business? It's not going to stop us, but it is going to hurt. I you mean, just charge to, more, I guess. It'll go up to, basically, the taxes will be about $2.50 a bottle. That just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Even if you yeah. never sell a bottle. That's 40% of our cost of making a bottle. I would wow. still pay an extra $2 for that bottle of rum if you just Yeah, but you have to pay that before you've sold it to anybody. That right. becomes part of that's, your production cost. Right, exactly. On top of that's, buying all this that's equipment. That's what hurts about it because you're not no kidding. You're not wow. paying the taxes after you've sold it. You're paying it before you even can. Okay, so back to my question: How do you know you're any good at making this stuff if you've never made it? So I've worked with a bunch of distilleries, right? Um, actually, and the so distilleries around New Orleans have been really open and helpful. Like they've helped us get through the all the legal hurdles. Okay, um, that's nice. Yeah, I spent a day over at Lula on St. Charles. Right. What's uh, that like? It was great. The have you been, have you been in there, Lula? I don't know it. No. I just went past there today, what is strangely it? enough. It's, it's a restaurant distillery. It's the first one huh. in Louisiana, actually. Um, they have a restaurant in the front half, and then they have a small distillery operation in the back. And so they, they only sell their alcohol in the restaurant. Mm. Okay. But their distiller is wonderful. I went over last week and just spent the morning with them, kind of going through the processes and you know, figuring out. It's, it's one thing to make beer and wine, like do ferment, fermentations at home is another thing when you're doing 300 gallons oh, yeah. at a time. So. <laughs> no kidding. so you have to buy all this equipment. Oh, we have bought the equipment. Oh, you own all the equipment? Yeah, okay. we own all the equipment. In fact, wow. right now, because we're waiting for our walls to get closed in on the space, um, basically our 
our spare bedroom and my like two rooms in my parents' house is completely taken up with equipment for the distillery. Because <laughs> the minute the walls are closed right. in, everything's getting moved in. So you have a you have a distillery stashed at your parents' house and your house. Yeah, basically. Like the the yeah. the still. Yeah. I have a six so. foot tall, two hundred pound copper still sitting in the wow. room. So who's paying to get all this stuff set up? It must be awfully expensive. It is. It is very expensive. So are you using your life savings or the Catholic Church is invested in it or what's no, going on? No, we have a couple we have a few investors. We were able to we have been hardworking and lucky in that we were able to raise the money that we needed to get through opening in the first year of operations. Okay. We've also um, basically done everything that we can to make it cost effective. We're opening with probably a half to a fifth the cost of a lot of distilleries. And have you done any um, surveys, I mean, whatever the word, market research to see if people like the taste of it other than Jezebel? So we have... Foster Rum? Part of it is that we don't have to actually distill the alcohol to test out the infusions. Hmm. So it took about a year and a half to figure out the recipe for the hibiscus. Because it's not just, it's dried hibiscus, it's lime and other spices. Hmm. So it took about a year and a half to get that recipe down, and we did test it with about 80 people. Okay. So you, get, you buy white rum from somewhere? Mm-hmm. You buy white rum. You can even buy overproof rum. by the, the where, 100 and, where do you get that from? The liquor store oh. um, <laughs> okay like Ray and Nephew it's a Jamaican rum that's how you figured it out so yeah. are you using Louisiana sugar cane like everybody we else are. Yep. we're getting it from Lula Westfield we're actually going to do a tour of the refinery on Friday where is that Ooh, I don't know exactly what town it's in it's, it's on, in Louisiana somewhere though what, yeah, is it's, it up, it's down towards is it up by Jezebel's oh, okay oh, it's, on, it's on the way yeah, it's about an hour and a half away so yeah. we're actually going to be like taking our partner's truck and going picking up a ton of molasses at a time. Yeah. Pretty exciting. Yeah. I don't know why there isn't uh um I mean sugarcane is so is such a a vision of Erath and like, you know, Cajun country and um you know, making booze out of cane sugar. I just I don't know why rum distillers down here like Gator Rum for instance is probably the closest I know to branding like the Cajunness of the fields with mm-hmm. It, but but it, it, they're not doing that, really. It's just an alligator. Yeah. I, I don't well, know. Doesn't it say Bayou or something on it? Yeah, yeah Bayou it looks like oh, Bayou, yeah, 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 Bayou, Bayou, Bayou Rum's the only one out there in actual, like, Acadiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the guys in Lacassine. That place is huge. Why isn't yeah, there, like, Bayou a Cajun rum. fiddle on the on the label of a, of a rum or something? Because Bayou Rum sells more of their product out of state than they do huh. here. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even so, you want to brand it from where you're from. People love that shit, you know? Yeah, that's true. But people outside of Louisiana don't know what a stock of sugar cane looks like mm-hmm. and they do know what an alligator looks like mm-hmm. so yeah, you thought this through okay well I, I tell you what i got another idea just in case this uh, rum thing goes south i feel like you're uniquely positioned what with your stills and your catholic background what if you went into wine and i know names are a trouble but i think i have it for you wine would be the blood of christ what do you think <laughs> now that's nice <laughs> I might piss a few people off. Yeah, but you'll sell, you'll sell some bottles. Worse. You will sell yeah. some bottles. Well, yeah, if, like, if, if only, if every like Catholic this? church in the world only bought one bottle a week, That's, well, you'd be in be, good shape. Yeah, we'd be yeah. in great shape. Yeah. Andrew, let's play one more song. and Because right. we're heading down to the wire now of the very last minutes of our last show of 2019. Two months. Nine years later. And just like at one place where you are? 
you can you can have a conversation. It's okay. Uh, I want to know where <laughs> I can get the rum and when. So right now our plan is that we're going to be open. We're going to be ready and have some product the first day of Mardi Gras season on February 14th. Good, thank parades. you. Okay, and the locations? So we will first have it at our space. Okay. Uh, which is where is Carondelet that? and Martin Luther King. Carondelet and Martin Luther King. You have to write down that Charles. address for me. Okay. That's, yeah. a, good, what, That's a good spot. Yeah. Are you going to have like Charles a... So you're going to have like a walk-in bar type? Yeah, thing. we have a tasting room. So we'll have a... I can't say full bar because we can only make cocktails with the... The stuff that, that you make. make. Right. But That's like we're a craft gonna, distillery. Type. Right, exactly. And so we will have a full tasting room, though. So we can make cocktails and sell bottles out of the, the okay. site. You're going to have to quit your job pretty soon, I think. Well, luckily there's three of us. Megan right. is already working full-time and... You know, more than full time, and then our partner is going part time at his current job, and okay. be working part time here too. So you can stay working and actually earn enough money to support everybody while, right? You know, just yeah, just You know. Okay, that's a pretty the, good plan. The three-year-old who eats all. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Are you nervous? Oh, of course. It's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, opening a business like this that is this capital intensive and time intensive is scary. But, yeah, you don't. You, know. you don't look scared. You got plans for the grand <laughs> opening? Like, you gonna have some bands or what? So, we are gonna do something for the grand <laughs> opening, but that's also my wife's domain because she is the mastermind behind all of that stuff. The marketing gal. Smart. Yep. Um, okay. But Thanks. our main goal right now is getting all of this, um, all of this permitting and construction done, so mm -hmm. that we can have some product and be ready for Mardi Gras. I know you don't want to answer this probably, but do you pay people off down at City Hall these days or, or what? We don't have the money to pay anybody off. Does that still go on? <laughs> of course it does. That's what I'm wondering. You know what? We're still waiting for our permits, so I'm not saying anything bad about anybody at City Hall. No, I wouldn't say <laughs> anything bad. I'm just wondering, do you have to pay people off to get your permits? We have not had to yet. Right. Okay. Well, let's see. Do you, do you know who to call? I guess if you make booze, that would be the easiest thing. That's true. You? You All I have to do is give case, us our permits, and I will give them just free take a booze case for of, life. I can't wait to taste this stuff. Bananas, Foster, that just doesn't sound like a word that Can you I see on it. Can I ask that you reserve a bottle on February you 14th? Or yeah. like, because I don't want to like, first travel order. a couple of hours. Do you have an order? And then you're we'll sold out. We, we will have bottles. Do you have any orders yet? So we do have some orders, actually. Pre-order. We Come did on. a crowdfunding campaign. Okay. And um, we, we raised... $24,000 Wow. Okay. Um, for that. And so we do have some people that got bottles for that. Okay, there you go. Jezebel, you're in. You can get your pre-order in. Maybe. Thank you. Okay, Andrew's going to play us a song, and then Jezebel, I have, I'll have a lot of questions for you, Jezebel, in a minute. Where'd they go? Okay. Andrew, what do you? What's the next one? Well, you know, I'm just uh, I'm, ins I'm inspired by the marriage counseling element, and I'm I'm just going to go with a, another story about, you know, okay. trying to make love work, you know? Okay. Window. 
In the morning I will plant them in the ground I still want to believe That we reap what we sow I know we thought that we'd be further along by now Come a spring rain And bring the spring clovers And bring the lavender inside your dresser drawer When I was a pretty boy, I'd have bought you roses on my way to your front door. But when you get flowers from me, you'll know that I planted the seeds. I believe real love don't come along easy. Flowers from me. You will know that I planted the seed Fruit of the vine that stood the test of time And the changing of the season mm, Come a spring rain Bring the spring clover I will clear them from this blight we're tending to And if there comes a freeze, frost will cover over I say it like I mean it, until I do When you give flowers from me, you will know that I planted the seeds I believe real love takes time and patience Flowers from me You will know that I planted the seeds Fruit of the vine that stood the test of time Yeah, fruit of the vine that stood the test of time And the changing of the seeds Nice guitar playing too, don't you think? Definitely. I want to know where I can get some of your music. Sure. Uh, everywhere music can be uh, uh, bought, streamed, or stolen, as Grant likes to say. <laughs> Spot, are you, do you get Spotify? Mm-hmm. Do you pay for Spotify or you just get a free one? Uh, yes, we do. You pay for it? Yeah. Well, you can definitely get mm-hmm. Andrew's. Andrew's last record was called False River. 
Okay. It's highly recommended, and so is the one before that, the Moorings. I would highly recommend both of those, especially if you're already paying $9.99 a month for it. You might as well just get it. Might as well. We've got to get the heck out of here. Okay, guys, so listen, here. Jezebel. What are you doing tonight then? Because you live in Lafayette. Are you driving home or are you staying oh, in New Orleans? Oh, no, I'm going to Sip and Santa, Beach Bumberry Sip and Santa at his at his bar, Latitude 29. Latitude yeah, I think I'm going to stop there after I buy a bottle from you, which, by the way, can I get a free one that day? That's actually my birthday. <laughs> Your birthday it really is. is. Hang on, wait, wait up. Your birthday is Valentine's Day? Yes, you I can actually show you Valentine's my ID. Day. I, and I, I promise totally not. believe you. Okay. You were born on um, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Anyway, I would okay. love to bring them I a bottle. I have to ask the boss. No, no. I, would, I, I don't expect anything. But I would love to bring them a bottle, so I might have to buy two, just to see, like, what they think. Because they do, like, special, like, um, happy hour drinks uh, per week. You know, you go there, I guess. I've been there a few times. I, yeah. I love that place. Yeah. So they're doing their Christmas thing, and so, I love them. So you come from Lafayette, especially, and then where do you stay while you're here in New Orleans? Uh, usually Airbnbs. Airbnb? Wherever. Yeah. Okay. And how long are you here for? Just the night? Just the night. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thank you for coming all the way from Lafayette just to hang out with us. And thank you for having it me. It worked out perfectly because it's the same night as Sip and Santa. Yes, yeah. You're going to be the most exotic working person there, and that's saying something. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there, Maybe. there are a lot of interesting well, never, never, It's never true. to a hotel, so usually people will show up looking pretty average. <laughs> well,. I, I, do people appreciate the effort that you put into oh, your appearance? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a little old life yet. Uh, no. Well, Jezebel Lobelia, and we can find you on Etsy as well, right? Yes. If we're looking to buy some of your stuff, we'll take a look at it. And we have links to your stuff, too, on our website. It's neworleans.com. So Thank you. Yay. You can go check that out. And then we can check out the Happy Raptor um, distillery. Definitely. On Carondelet and Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And, and you can, at you what can... point in the year is that going to be? So right now our plan is to be open for the first parades of Mardi Gras, so February 14th. Okay. That, oh, the first parade of Mardi Gras is February 14th, which well, is the first your birthday. parades uptown. I don't know where the other parades are, but the first, the first parades uptown, since we're only a block off of St. Charles. Um, wow. But you can get updates from us on our Facebook page at 504 Rum. 504 Rum. So that's the brand of the rum. Okay. First of all, there's a big mistake right there. You need one name, right? <laughs> Oh. I'm not a business consultant, but that's I'm pretty sure not, that's rule number that's one. That's not how most oh, distilleries really? do it. So Old New Orleans Rum is not the name of the company. It's the name of the brand. What is the name of the... It's Celebration Distillation. Uh, I see. Is there a reason for that? It's just like doing business ass sort of thing. It gives you, it gives yeah. you a little more flexibility in your product lines. Oh, so you can have different product lines. We won't so you always be... just be doing rums. Okay. So we'll be doing some other products too, and it's oh, going to be okay. a different product line. Okay. Well, then, in that case, yes, go with those two different names. Thank you. So is it, <laughs> that's, I won't charge you anything for that. Is, it, is the company called Happy Raptor? And it is the, called Happy Raptor. And the stuff is called 504 right. Rum. and the brand of our rum is 504 Rum. Okay, and you're not going to be sued by AT&T or whoever owns the 504 nope. area code. we have code. the trademark for it. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Who owns 504? Who owns area codes? Nobody. Nobody owns area codes. That I know of, and, hmm. unless you trademark the numbers... And that those numbers were not trademarked. Wow! So not nobody even by, like, owns the five hundred four boys or nothing. Nobody owns it. Well, <laughs> they. So it's for different classes of products. So oh, nobody owned it okay. for beverages. Before wow! Us. I wonder if someone owns it for phones. If you could trademark five hundred four area code and then own every single phone number. Oh. <laughs> 
Doubtful. That's it worth looking be, it into. Could be a money-making scheme. Talking of business, thank you very much for a year's worth of support from the Positive Vibrations Foundation, who create and encourage community through the development and preservation of the arts, music, culture, and heritage, and from Basics on Magazine Street near Jefferson Avenue, who sells fine lingerie. And Basic Swim and Gym has a full range of fashion swimsuits, workout, and yoga clothes with style. And if you'd still like to be a member of our Patreon family, it's not too late to join this year in 2019 or 2020 if you happen to be listening. What's happened to your head? Oh, I see. That's not connected to it. Wow. That is amazing. You can go to (laughs) patreon.com and search for It's New Orleans Happy Hour. And for as little as one single dollar, you can become a member of our Patreon family and get access to exclusive stuff that other plebeians like us don't get. I don't exactly know what it is, but C-Rock will hook you up. Everybody here, thank you so much for an awesome year of work. Thomas Walsh, Jill LaFleur, Andrew C-Rock, C-Rock, Asher Griffith, everybody around the table here at Happy Hour. Graham DuPonte, of course, the producer who makes the whole thing happen. That's been Happy Hour for nine years and the end of 2000. 19. It's unbelievable. Our producer is Graham DuPonte. Our music producer is Monique Pyle. Our music consultant is Christian Unruh. Thomas Walsh is our technical director. Asher Griffiths, our Facebook live feed director. Our fact checker and social media connector is Andrew Searock Searock. And our theme music was written by and is currently being played by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and stay upright for about 60 minutes while drinking alcohol, drop us a line. Our address is on our website. It's neworms.com. We can also check out many previous happy hours that we've made as well as other shows you make around here, including Out to Lunch with Peter Oshuti live from Amanda's Palace, Louisiana Eats with Poppy Tooker, and our award-winning podcast about death, which is simply called Death, the podcast. You can find other great Louisiana podcasts as well at itsacadiana.com and itsbatonrouge.la, and you can keep up with us on a bunch of time-sucking social media between shows like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find those links on our website, itsneworleans.com, and you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and on our It's New Orleans Happy Hour Facebook page. These photos are taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at LaFleur Photos. If you listen to this on your favorite podcast app, thanks for subscribing to us. If your podcast app has a share option, try telling a couple of friends about Happy Hour. The show is recorded live today at the Ferret Beer Room, which is actually on Ferret Street, not down in the French Quarter. Happy Hour is a production of IO Broadcasting for itsneworlders.com. For Andrew Duhon, everyone around here at the table at the Ferret Beer Room, back at our office at IO Broadcasting. Thank you for joining us. Have a great holiday. Have a great Christmas and a new year. And we'll see you back here in 2020. I'm Grant Morris. I'll see you in 2020 for more Happy Hour.